In everyday life, the term boundaries is often associated with physical boundaries, such as fences, walls, or even lines drawn in the sand. But when it comes to this work and philosophy, it is important to bring our awareness to our individual energetic boundaries. As we grow, the assessing and reassessing of these is pivotal in determining whether they currently are healthy or unhealthy for our current state of being and our overall intentions. This episode serves as the ground floor for this topic as we found out, and there are many directions it can be expanded to, and in time, we shall. Once again, I want to invite you to support us if you found value in our discussion, either monetarily through our patron page or socially to your friends or like-minded individuals on social media, over a beer, or at your next garden party. The more support we receive, the more content and episodes we can achieve. And everybody wins. If you are interested in a monetary donation, our patron page can be found at wise-wise.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And now with that out of the way, it's now time to dim the lights and tell that voice in your head that now is not the time. Exercise those boundaries and let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility when looking at energetic boundaries I usually think about you know how you allow other people to treat you Alexander but I think there's actually more to boundaries around energy that we allow and that that play roles in our lives. And I do want to get into uh, many of maybe the hidden boundaries that we don't think about a lot. But uh, first, Alexander, can you go into why it's actually important to establish these certain energetic boundaries within our lives? Well, many of these energetic boundaries um, are one of the first steps to people's well-being from one perception when we do connect that our well-being is connected to those emotions and our ability to manage them or be affected by other people uh, emotionally and when you're able to set proper energetic boundaries then you can kind of look at it as a buffer uh, that you you're not hit with the full judgment because you're you're prepared it goes back to uh, one of our pillars that every situation or every person has the opportunity to be your teacher. It doesn't mean it has to, but if you want to be the investigator that this just philosophy supports, then you go into that investigation each time you have an emotional reaction and you take the energy away from the present situation so that you can see what it's connected to from your past. 
but we all need like room and air to be able to process. So having a proper energetic boundary helps buffer that, as I mentioned, so that you can take that breath, take those three breaths to kind of uh, extinguish the fire in the present situation to be able to breathe and go, oh, this reminds me of how my mother used to talk to me or this uh, gentleman is sounding like my father right now and it's bringing up some emotional stuff. And then the point is to get to the point of releasing the old stuff and less and less of these triggers or situations will happen in your present day. So uh, so those energetic boundaries are uh, very important, and I'm looking forward to getting into this subject uh, a little bit deeper with you today. Yeah, well, how you're describing it is actually a little different than how my mind immediately visualizes it. It actually, I, I see it being, you know, I guess boundaries are, are pretty masculine, I guess, if you were going to yeah. look at the, the sure. divine masculine, divine feminine energies. Um, As an Aries, I see myself calling these boundaries in almost from an ego standpoint. Like like in our ego episode, we were talking about how you can sometimes call upon the ego to help within within these certain situations. So if somebody was, like you mentioned, making a judgment towards me, I could kind of call that in to, (laughs) to pick myself up and be like, that's not who I am. I know who I am. I'm clear in that. So I'm not going to allow that to affect me. With the way that I introduced this as a buffer, that could potentially be seen as more of a feminine way of seeing the energy. And that's what we we really work hard on this uh, podcast to bring in both the divine feminine and the divine masculine and give them both proper respect. So I'm glad that you brought this back up because we do want to focus on that masculine side as well. But that buffering is more utilizing other people as your teacher and being receptive to it, but needing room to be able to be even be receptive. So so great. Let's go into that uh, masculine side uh, just as you're bringing up. So I was utilizing the ego to establish kind of... Uh, I guess what I would call it would be like standing in my power and knowing who I am and not allowing like an outside force to define to myself who I am. Right, right. And I think this is a excellent uh, bridge, as we're saying, dancing with that masculine and feminine energy and how to approach this because they do intertwine and work so well together because most of our culture is on defense. And so they're always looking to push. And I've brought this up in the past that... When somebody's prepared to push and you don't give a push back, they'll fall forward. So once again, martial arts understands this to a large degree that it's not about force against force. It's about using a force that's already coming at you and just redirecting it. So here we bring up the three R's again that I speak of. The recognize, give respect, and then redirect. So with that uh, masculine and feminine view that once that defense of, of, yes, I'm setting this boundary and you're not going to call me that name before that step, it may be useful to use that more feminine side of, okay, let me go inward and see what is this bringing up for my past. 
Because if we just go into defense right away, very rarely will you go back and go back into that um, investigator part. Because many times we'll feel like we won the battle and pat ourselves on the back and say, good job. You didn't let that person bring you down. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that level of success. I say great for people that are struggling with that level. I just want to bring up that next level as well. We do want to see and look at setting boundaries as a level of protection to start with. But don't just stop there. Go into that level of investigator to see what that next level of emotional release that is there that is potentially attracting these situations of this person to attack in that way. And always remembering the great teaching of forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And visit our podcast on roles and the roles that we play for each other. So, Alexander, being a public figure and having a uh, philosophy that's kind of outside the mainstream mindset, you've probably been subject to judgment yourself. So, so when somebody has you know projected or or judged you in some way, how how have you handled it in the past? Just so we have an example of uh, maybe a ba- more balanced approach than the <laughs> the one from the ego that I gave. Yeah. Well. Um, yes. There's there are very many stories, and I will say that. You know, I I do praise all my teachers that have shown up to challenge me, to question me, and um, certainly not beyond that. And I've learned a lot through that process. It is a humbling act to go through, you know, just uh, showing a a different way and being willing to persevere through that. Uh, But all the great way showers from the past weren't supported in the beginning, typically. And so uh, that's why perseverance is such a, an, an important uh, value to carry. And I think that's what's been exemplified in, in today's time, especially with a lot of different types of teachers out there that share different types of information that is all necessary. But, you know, promote an easy way or a new change that's coming about that will elevate consciousness and and here we're just focusing on good old chop wood, carry water. And if you work with something, you can actually change it in your being and release it because it's tied to a trauma from the past more than likely. And so uh, we're not here to question other people's way of approaching the ego or any of these subjects, uh, boundaries, because there's lots of different views. With me, when I got approached and challenged when I first started uh, public speaking, It happened uh, quite often, to be honest. And the reason that that was was because I was concerned or worried about it. And so, therefore, when it started happening, I realized that I was really creating this, possibly one of the only ways that we, um, you know, work through these types of situations is through practice. And so I began to see that the less that I resisted it over time, the less that it happened. And so it finally turned out to be a situation where normally the people that um, show a type of resistance are struggling to be, and especially if they they uh, speak up or speak out, they are needing to be heard in other areas of their life. And so what happened was I started giving people that would stand up at my talks to have a differing of opinion I would completely give them the floor. Uh, 
and just sit down and let them give their point of view. And the majority of the time, what was happening was they would say something almost exactly the same thing that I was saying, but use different words, different verbiage. And then I would simply say, yes, if I said anything different from what this person said, then I stand corrected. I'm in agreement with what was just said. And that's the way that the typically the challenges would be. It wouldn't necessarily be anything that um, was an actual problem with what I was, uh, the message I was getting across, but maybe with the certain words or certain verbiage that they had some sensitivity to. So that's the thing to understand that many times when there seems to be a discrepancy or somebody not agreeing with what uh, you're talking about, you may have just used a sensitive word not necessarily the whole subject. You could have just used a word that infringed on their boundaries, and now they've gone into protection. So this is another good thing to bring up, that these boundaries is what gives us a certain sign and knowing within ourselves of where our sensitivities are and where our reactions, our emotional reactions are. And so it's kind of like having a hole in a fence, and if somebody's got cattle in their fence and there's a hole, uh, there will be leakage. And these emotional sensitivities are those kind of holes in our boundaries. And many times once that boundary gets uh, touched, an avalanche can happen, so to say, and a whole herd can get out of that hole. And that's where many people get into very um, harsh discrepancies and arguments And um, it really stops being about the subject and about the sensitivity or the boundary that was crossed. So recently, I've been taking a look at my relationships in my life, both present and past. And I've noticed that, and this actually has a lot to do with previous podcasts when we were talking about creativity and and its balance with sexuality and all within the second chakra, that... I have had a lot of like passion at the beginning of the relationships and then slowly that passion kind of switches from the relationship to the creativity side and I can find myself getting sucked into my creative projects that I'm currently working on. But I do also tend to lose my healthy habits as you know, as I get into, into the relationship, you kind of have that honeymoon period where you just want to be with that person right. you know, a lot more than... than before, um, but then you kind, or at least I tend to start to lose my healthy habits, and then you kind of like form your own habits with that person, mm-hmm. but you kind of forget about all the things you did before. At least, at least for me. So, right, right. so um, talk about the boundaries within that, and and uh, how we can remember to be our own person within like a relationship. Well, first of all, you know, I do want to mention a few things that we do have. At- uh, Aaron as an Aries influence, also a three five profile in the human design, and then a three of diamonds as well as is your planetary ruling correct? A birth card. Birth card as a birth card. So all of those um, certain aspects are playing a role here, and they're all aspects of change and creativity. And normally that means that there's going to be interest as part of that change. Then with me, we have a Virgo, and I am a 4-1 profile. I am a 10 of clubs and a queen of hearts. So all very structural 
and uh, generator style. We actually were both generators in the human design as well. So we have a similarity, few similarities, and then we have some very big differences. My attraction point in relationships through the majority of my life has been in the opposite realms, uh, the Pisces and Aries realms, and that is opposite for Virgos. My relationships are a lot about lessons, and I really utilize those to the most that I possibly can. So, so looking at what Aaron was describing as how he can really be into a person in the beginning of the relationship, and then it will shift eventually back to like a creative project or work or something like that, that is part of his natural processing of that. You know, if you're with another person that has a similar makeup and you can get on the same schedule, then there's not really any problem that, hey, sometimes we're really into us in this relationship and then sometimes we're really into work and the projects we're doing. And this can even be mapped out through the uh, relationship compatibility reports with the destiny cards. We can show both parties of uh, maybe, you know, when with me in past relationships, when I was in Venus, the love relationship, then they were in Saturn, the the work and the challenge. So they never matched up. They were always opposite. We were always in opposite signs, so to say. And that brings in a very realistic energy that infringes on our personal boundaries because both parties are being challenged to get what they uh, really are looking to be fed because they're in not competition, but just in a slight friction with uh, the counterpart, depending on how more opposite you are in these signs and these subtle energies. So this is why the boundaries aren't just a mental or energetic, uh, emotional. It's, it's on all levels, the spiritual as well. Uh, you know, we talk about all five of those levels consistently through this podcast. So, you know, it's important to just realize that, these so-called losing ourselves that can come down to uh, discipline, and we we did a, a podcast recently on discipline. And to, if you know this about yourself, then you can buffer that, and you can actually stretch it out to go, yeah. Rather than me just forgetting about my work going into this next relationship, I'm going to make sure that I split the time, and that just makes it more balanced. But it's nothing wrong because there's really there's a natural pull for you to do that. And but we can see that anything that we're even naturally pulled to do may not still be in our highest vibration to keep us going towards that that birth card or the highest form of our uh, uh, ability to exemplify energetically, physically, mentally, spiritually and emotionally. So, so those of us that are looking to grow, we sometimes work against our uh, natural instinct, and that's what we're discussing here. And so with Aaron realizing that, self, that about himself and to not just let go of his work or creativity and go completely into the relationship in the beginning and stretch that out, that'll stay a whole lot more balanced. And to where with me, it can be that because I'm a queen of hearts and relationships are the most important thing to me is that, yes, I can very easily uh, set work and any other interest to the side and plug into that relationship. The change is is that I don't let go of that. I will want that to be that forever, whatever forever means. (laughs) But I'm always looking that once I plug in, 
I don't want to lose that form of feed to where this is just a great example of there is no right and wrong necessarily that Aaron's way here that he exemplified is within his design and my way that I'm exemplifying is in my design. And this becomes the challenge with any two people working together. And I happen to feel that that Aaron and I have done a great job in blending our two different styles. And it's been done consciously and with effort on both sides and a lot of flexibility for growth. And so I'll thank you right now on on the air for all of your assistance and everything that you've helped me to to learn that uh, three, five profile with a generator, the three of diamonds and the seven of diamonds all of that makeup has um, has brought so much uh, for me to learn from and to work with, and I'm very thankful for it all. Well, I can I can send you back some praise and say thank you for giving me the patience and the sandbox to play around in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and what you just described is kind of what I do go through, and and some of the struggle I'll I'll talk about because because maybe other because I guess other people are different and. And nobody experiences the same way that we all do. The energy when I'm first in a new relationship is so overwhelming that I'm actually just just overcome it and and then it becomes a struggle with somewhat of like like what do I do with all this energy? Do you know, can I focus on my work? Can I can I continue to have that balance? And it almost becomes a struggle between like your mind and your heart. And I know mm-hmm. I know like there's there's that saying where you like just always follow your heart and <laughs> yeah. that gets confusing in, in situations like this because, you know, I think I know deep down inside, this is not the way I need to approach it because like you were saying, because this level of energy can't be consistently, you maintained. know, going on, yeah, maintained on, you know, going on for a while because it's almost like a giant fire and then it just burns out. And like I'm at the point where I'm tired of of having this same pattern, yeah, pattern over and over again, and I'm ready to to try to create something that's more longer lasting. Yeah, and this is a great example of uh, why this work and philosophy was developed, and why I've worked with it so long is that I got tired of those patterns as well. Life has presented a lot of opportunities for me to. Uh, work with the different challenges that's come my way in an unconventional process. And that's what we share here on the Wise Wise podcast and the Just Philosophy. And we appreciate everyone's support. And please uh, continue to reach out and send us, you know, donations as you feel drawn to. Uh, helps us to, to keep this work coming to you, beautiful people. And, and, you know, bringing this back to those energetic boundaries. See, when we see these um, these parts of us that we want to change, that's where a new boundary needs to be set. And the boundaries aren't just an external thing. They're an internal thing as well. And to say that, okay, next time I meet someone, you know, I'm not going to s- talk to them for 10 days straight right away. I'm just going to let them know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I really like you and maybe I want to uh, talk to you in a couple of days or to give it give it room to breathe and remembering that that you know everything likes to breathe 
and there is no race, but I certainly know, you know, personally how it is when you really connect with somebody and you just want to like gobble them up. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, time and, and space does give breathing room for that. And so that becomes like a, a discipline. And then there are others out there that want too much time and too much space. And so they have to push themselves to be a little bit more social, a little bit more often. And, that's why, you know, I shared just the general teaching of if it's challenging or hard for you to do, it's probably good for you. And so anytime, you know, someone asks me, well, Alexander, I don't know whether to do this or to do that. I typically simply answer by whichever one is more challenging is going to give more reward. Now you choose, you know, lean into the friction, make love with the friction out there, people, because it's it's. It's here, and we are here on the plane of polarity, and um, it's got to exist. So we don't have to focus on it, but I like to say, you know, look at your shadows, look at the friction like a rearview mirror in a car when you're driving. You glance, and then you keep looking ahead, and that's the way we want to look at the past. And I know many people want to try to put the past behind them, but the healing doesn't happen typically. But if you're willing to glance at it and use present day situations as reminders of, hey, this is coming into your field because it's time for you to release this. And if you release what this person is here to teach you, they stop playing that role. And I have proven this too many times, too many times. So I want to break that down again, that if some a challenging situation is coming your way, Work with that situation until it doesn't affect you anymore through setting different internal and external boundaries and accepting that this is connected to things in the past. When you know what those things are in the past, you can do forgiveness work to release it. And then you move forward that each time that situation comes to you, it affects you less and less. And then that person will stop playing that role for you. It's not saying that that will change their personality completely. They'll just stop doing it with you because friction is needed for anything to grow. Any friction we don't feed that we utilize to burn that internal emotional baggage that you're carrying around, you burn that uh, away, similar to like writing exercises that you write what you want to release and then you just burn it. Well, this is the way that I say energetically burn it. You create it and you see a fire as, as friction as fire. And then rather than taking it out external, you use it internal to burn out whatever it is bringing up and still connected to from the past. And that fire is forgiveness. So boundaries, forgiveness, trust, vulnerability, all of these things are connected. Yeah, why don't you get in, go into the trust and vulnerability aspects that you're just referencing? Yeah, because many times the ability or the level that someone has to set boundaries is directly connected to uh, their ability to trust. And that is directly connected to their ability to be vulnerable. And the more someone has been through that, especially in childhood, uh, trust is something very hard to build, and most time it's not built person to person. It's around certain subjects or certain issues or certain traumas, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the person. So that's where you know boundaries can be very challenging when it's not with a person, but it's with an issue. And 
every person that you interact with doesn't know that you have an issue with that subject or that word. It can be an ongoing emotional reaction and the person really not even know what it is, but it can seem like everybody's attacking them. Just if anybody is using a certain phrase or multiple people are using certain phrases or certain words that are setting them off and triggering them from emotional traumas in the past. And this is very sad and very, you know, hard to, to, you know, accept in our society. But I think it's something worth recognizing and just realizing that we're really just attempting to help each other heal things from the past and playing roles in each other's lives. And when the emotional reactions happen, nothing is learned. And so it's a vicious cycle. And so looking at the setting boundaries, bringing trust issues into it, and bringing vulnerability into it as well is it's all connected and it needs to be looked at together. And when you can realize that you have a vulnerability issue, you know, I'm going to bring in that you may only love as deeply as you're willing to suffer. And that doesn't mean you have to suffer to love. It just means that you have to be willing to or you're not being vulnerable. Therefore, you're not experiencing very deep levels of intimacy. And there's nothing wrong with any level. I'm not judging it. And if somebody experiences deeper levels of intimacy with someone, they're not better than somebody else that doesn't. It's it's more of a cost. It's more of a gamble, so to say. Different types of loss uh, teach you uh, different lessons. And once again, if you're willing to be the internal investigator and see what the emotional reaction is connected to in the past, uh, we can resolve a lot and set very, very strong boundaries and move forward in life uh, rather than always feeling like you're stuck in kind of like a, a, what was the term you used, an echo? Echo chamber. Yeah, an echo chamber. Um, I like that word when you used it earlier. So the the way you were describing sensitivity to words, you mentioned it as like somebody has a boundary with that. In a sense, you're also referencing they have an asso- they've built an association to that certain word that they have a sensitivity to, right? Yeah, an attachment, uh, basically, and and this happens very, very often on the subconscious level. Typically, that's why lots of people don't know the word or phrase that will set them off. Some people, it's just a tone; it's the tone of someone's voice, and. You know, it's represented many times by somebody going, yeah, I don't know what it is about that person, but I just don't, I don't like them. I don't like the their vibe they're giving off. And that's a good sign that that person has said or, or, or mentioned something or done something that, you know, brings up something from the past, a, a um, relatable action or a, a trauma or a reaction. And so, you know, anybody that's going through anxiety or, any type of uh, stress-oriented repercussions. It's worth looking at paying attention to what is setting when it very, very first starts what was just experienced because there's a big key there. Many people that they go through anxiety, they don't realize when it starts. They just all of a sudden realize their heart's beating fast or they're just feeling like a little anxious because – Many people don't feel the subtle changes, and this is why subtle energy is so important because you can start feeling it in the subtle energy world before you actually feel it in the physical body. 
in those people that learn uh, the impasse out there, the people that learn to manage that subtle energy can resolve things in the subtle energy that doesn't have to get to the physical body. And the same thing, uh, people that are, it's already in the physical body, if you work on the subtle energy level, it relieves uh, the stressors so much faster to get it rid of out of the physical. This is why, once again, we focus on the mental, the emotional, the physical, the energetic, and the spiritual uh, levels, all five of the levels at the same time for optimal wellness. So I did like how you put that all together with uh, the associations, and and it almost was like you were saying that that sometimes... Because, okay, so to me, when I, when I th- again, when I think of boundaries, I think of somebody setting healthy boundaries um, to control or attempt to control how other people are going to treat them. And then when somebody hits a boundary, then you like speak up for yourself. But so this conversation is good because you're opening my eyes to other ways we set boundaries, even if, if we're not aware of. So like you were saying, like an association could be like a boundary that I've set that when some something rubs me the wrong way, quote, uh, about a certain person, but I don't know what it is, I should go internal and figure out where that boundary or which boundary was like penetrated. Right. And then figure out because in a sense, um, again, in my from my perspective before this conversation, I thought like all boundaries were healthy in a way. But technically if, you know, there could be boundaries that, uh, you know, I'll say loosely that are unhealthy in, in our opinion. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, so like, like it could be a word and like, I don't want to have associations with words. That's, that's energy that I'm going to be emoting. So I definitely want to reel that in and look at what that, you know, what, look at what it is and why it is. So, so it's good that you, you uh, did clarify that. Yeah. And I think, you know, bringing this back to now, bringing in uh, what you've been, I think, attempting to get to that physical boundary that, yeah, sometimes we need to remove ourselves from a situation uh, or a person to take that very first step for any of this, like, reflective work to go on. And that's why a pause is so important, that we are able to get to that pause by learning to just not react verbally right away. And that, that's the very first step, to to just learn not to react, that reacting very, very rarely brings a beneficial uh, result. And so we want to be able to respond rather than react. And that's what we're working towards building with with uh, this entire uh, podcast is better responding and less reacting. So the very first boundary may be like for an alcoholic that I don't go anywhere that serves alcohol. And that's a good just external boundary. Now, I think most people will agree that they feel more like they've healed it when they can be in the environment and still just have complete free will and choice to not participate. But all of these levels of boundaries is very important. And for, I like to suggest everybody just start with the baby step of, yes, very first boundary is just not to react emotionally. And... But then remember that I'm not in support of stuffing at all. So get out and speak your truth as soon as possible. Get in your car, go for a walk, and say whatever you needed to say in the reaction. Get that out as soon as possible. That's part of being able to hold and maintain the boundary. 
Because, see, if you don't get it out, it's going to be like a pressure cooker. And it's going to keep pushing that boundary till one day somebody's going to say something and you're not going to be able to hold it back. So the dumping of it is very important because if somebody says something to you or does something to you and you do have an internal emotional reaction, that first step is not to take it out on the person or the situation right at hand, but to get out in a safe place as soon as possible and say or react the way that you wanted to instinctively. That's emptying the emotional bucket. So speak your truth, people. Just speak it to the wind, the sky, the trees, to Mother Earth. And get that energy out because if you think it, you create it. So part of the processing, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, writing down and burning. That's a great teaching that many teach. And I'm in support of that. But I'm also even a bigger supporter of creating it with vibration through the voice and releasing it out to where it doesn't have negative ripples on any other human. You're just getting the vibration out. And so... um, So that's another step of being able to maintain these boundaries. We've talked about many kind of different levels and different views of of the boundaries. And uh, hopefully this is going to kind of, uh, as you have said so well, kind of broaden people's perception of just the term boundaries. Yeah, and one one important uh, boundary or or, uh, situation that... I was just reminded of that we've discussed in like I think one of some of the earlier podcasts would be around um, your family and and or attending like like parties with friends and that whole when do I leave type of thing. Right, right, and that's another individual thing that's per you know your type and your your design and those types of things that we help people through um, my private consultations to figure out. Some people are very easily swayed by other people's opinions. So some people, when they're ready to leave and set a boundary, they just leave and they don't even say anything to anybody because they don't want to deal with it. Other people are very comfortable with going up and saying, I'm leaving and hearing people say, no, please stay. And just they've already made their mind up. And then other people are swayed very easily. And this is very easy to see on the human design or the type of uh, uh, card, as we call them, that we carry. And once you know that or have it confirmed about yourself, uh, you can, you're can you more well prepared to how to deal with this. And I remember when I very first started that, uh, you know, it was challenging for me to stand my ground when I made a decision. People wanted me to continue to stay, and I didn't want to disappoint people. But it finally got to a point to where I trained people around me that no, once I make a decision, it's not up for discussion because I want to feel strong in my decision making. If it's a poor decision, I'll pay the price. So now, you know, after you go through these different stages, you can fill it out kind of per situation. And this gets back into the better you can set boundaries, then the, the more strongly you can utilize your intuition. Because the intuition comes out more strongly when it knows it's protected by boundaries. So this is how, you know, uh, we're going to have to, of course, wrap up this episode, but we're starting to get into even how boundaries is connected to intuition and uh, deeper clairvoyance and things like that. So we don't necessarily want to go down that avenue right now. But And I did want to go to the human design and maybe you can speak about uh, what are the main parts, like if somebody's looking at their human design chart, that would show that they're either 
set up energetically to be good at setting boundaries or or having more challenges than most? Well, the very first one is the heart or what they call the will center, which is uh, the smallest triangle kind of in the middle of the body graph. And if that is white, um, it means it's non-activated or it means that it's open. It means that it's open if it has no lines or gates coming off of it. There'll be red or black lines. If they don't have any lines coming off of it and it's white, then it's open. If it ha- if it's white but it does have some lines coming off of it, it's what is called non-activated. Completely open is the most vulnerable and the most challenged in setting boundaries. I happen to be a red-hearted person, and so my obstacle was to back off of my level of setting boundaries. I had to learn to be softer with it. You know, and Aaron's um, will center is is open or non-activated. Yeah, sorry, non-activated. Non-activated, not open. So so anyone with the white will center wants to take a look at their ability to set boundaries and, first of all, accept yourself that it is challenging and then slowly work on it. And you you will reap so many rewards because people actually listen to you more. They will respect you more. As I like to say, all children want consistency and they want discipline. They'll never tell you that, but that's where a child really thrives is when they have, they understand the boundaries, but they're still given a certain amount of freedom within those boundaries. That's what as so-called adults that we're really looking for as well. We like the support of boundaries, but we like to know that we can kind of stretch those boundaries. And that's what I'd like for this podcast to get across is that, you know, setting boundaries doesn't have to be just a masculine hard thing. It can be seen as just a buffer so that you're able to process information better. And so I want you to expand your view of boundaries and see them as a very useful tool rather than just a challenge or a deficit or something that, you know, kind of gives you that harsh just masculine feel as soon as you hear it um hopefully we've kind of bridged that gap in today's conversation and as you were discussing that i feel like in the mainstream those people who are uh, who know what they want out of life are kind of seen as like confident and we you could look at that and be like oh well they have established some we'd say quote healthy boundaries but i guess that would be you know, we're not looking at their emotional stuff, but we're just looking at their physical boundaries. Um, they exude like confidence because of right. the way they know what they like and what they don't like. Yes, yes, and and people see that as inspiring. Some people will judge it, but normally that's only because they don't carry it. But that that confidence is something that you know is a fine line between the exaggerated ego, and um, I think it's necessary uh, necessary part of the ego. And people are inspired by it, uh, but it can go over into perversion, into that ego very easily. And that's why keeping a certain practice in your life that, you know, that humbles you and keeps you humble is is very important. And that's what all the great masters have done um, that were so expansive, but they still chose certain practices that uh, were able to keep them grounded and humble. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like this discussion has been awesome. I've I've learned a lot through it uh, just by doing this. And I also think we left a lot on the table that we can possibly revisit. And I actually have other, some subjects that kind of uh, borderline on uh, energetic boundaries, but 
are also their own their own topic that we can get into another time. Wonderful, and I know that we will. So thank you, uh, beautiful people, for all your interest and support, and please keep sharing it in all manners. In today's three minutes of stillness will be silence. You may only enjoy sound and music to the level that you enjoy silence. Take this time to practice. Enjoy. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals 
lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment and sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.